Welcome to the Self-Awareness Saga, the podcast, of course, hosted by yours truly, Charlene Ashar, whichever the fuck you prefer. (laughs) How to throw in that fuck. (laughs) Um, As you can see from the title, this episode is about using shit to fill a void. Now, I was going to have this episode surrounded by, you know, trying to find love to fill a void rather than finding real love but it could really be anything that you're using to fill a void especially sex because I've seen that heavily but let's focus on the first part you know I'm sorry there's a lot of like squeaking noises or things of the out of the ordinary that you're hearing I was getting ready to go to work doing my makeup and shit, had the vent on, the heat, it's fucking cold, so sorry, I apologize for that, but back to the topic, you know, there are many voids people can try to fill with the relationship, you know, because when we talk about a void, we're talking about a lack of something, it could be a lack of a social life, a lack of self-love, a lack of family members, honestly, like just not having enough family ties, a lack of self-esteem, you know, because the love or what first appears to be love of another person seems like a quick and sure way to fill that, fill in that hole, you know, because it's an entire human being after all. So they should be able to provide what's missing, right? No, unfortunately, that's not the case. You know, there are some things that we'll never fully be able to enjoy receiving from others until we give until we've given them to ourselves, like love, confidence, or or support. You know, we must love and support ourselves before we can even begin to identify someone else we can do that properly for us. Who can do that properly for us? And it's crazy because a lot of people say, you know, you can't love someone without loving yourself. I am not a believer of that, but I am a believer that you can't do certain things Like, you can't expect certain things from other people when you can't provide them for yourself. Like, say, for instance, you're wanting a man to be able to feed you breakfast, lunch, and dinner, pay for everything, including bills, your clothes, and yet you can't provide those those things to yourself or even to yourself and him, and yet you're expecting that. So it's like you can't demand certain things out of people, especially when... You can't identify someone else who can do that properly for yourself. You know, because when when you look for love out of like when you look for love out of a need to fill a void, you don't look with clear eyes. They're blurry. Because the idea is just to find somebody, anybody to avoid being alone. So when the requirement is that simple, the standards drop pretty low and it can be difficult to know when you're looking to fill a void. And it isn't always absolute, you know, sometimes people just fill a partial void with a relationship or they really do admire or even adore the person that they date. So it's hard to see that they're filling a void. Like a lot of people can't even acknowledge what they're doing. They don't realize it sometimes, you know. So I'm going to give you a couple signs 
to, to so you can know when not only you are using love to fill a void or your partner may be doing that. So relationships, like relationship dynamics that can occur, you know, when you're looking at a sort of dynamic that arises in relationships where filling a void is the main focus, the need to really belong and the fear of loneliness comes into the relationship. And that can definitely lead to conflict because if you think about it, the person who doesn't feel fulfilled or okay with themselves, they project that onto their partners. So it's like a battle. It's an inner battle that becomes a external fight. The person who doesn't feel emotionally whole is more likely to start a conflict because of their emotional battles. And when there's a void within themselves, they're going to try to find voids within relationship as well. So the alternative to projecting that conflict onto the relationship will be to look inward. But that's not something everyone's willing to do. You know, facing ourselves is one of the hardest things to do, especially since nowadays people are very egotistical. So to not only take the step to look inside to see where the issue is, but to acknowledge it and want to fix it, a lot of people are not going to do that. So many choose not to and just look for issues in the relationship instead. And the relationship may be shallow. Like, there may not be any depth in the relationship. So, to the person looking to fill a void, you know, you chosen the relationship because it seems fine or it's right for you at the moment. But people who aren't comfortable being vulnerable with themselves typically won't be comfortable being vulnerable with a partner either. Like... It can be hard to build a connection if you can't be vulnerable. So it would be more surface level because you aren't willing to be open. So the relationship itself won't really be, won't really have any depth to it. You're not willing to peel back those layers because you aren't comfortable letting yourself be you. You know what I'm saying? And it could cause everything to, like, it's going to get lonely. There's an, there's an isolation. You know, keeping emotions close to prevent vulnerability. Like, if you can't connect to the person, you sometimes feel alone, you know? Especially when those times come when you're willing to vent, you want to to let certain things out, but you're not willing to let that person see that side of you. So you start to feel really alone, you know? You aren't putting... And you aren't putting your forth your most authentic self to yourself as an individual. So you aren't able to put your most authentic self forward in a relationship either, you know, one of the biggest signs I see in people who are using love to fill something else, they they often chime, they oftentimes change who they are to make it work. Like when a person just wants to fill a void, they may make too many compromises of themselves in a relationship. Someone's values and morals may change to match the other person's. So within that dynamic, you change things about yourself, even things that you like or want to do. But you change it for the other person. There's a lot of self-sacrificing that happens in a relationship. And while compromise is good in a relationship, you shouldn't completely change yourself to make a relationship work. That just goes to show it's not meant to work that way, you know? And also um, high expectations and and letdowns, you know, setting high expectations of your partner or and of the relationship is very common for those looking to fill a void within the relationship because 
the relationship has been chosen to fill a void. So there may be expectations that are set for the other person to fill. And if they aren't met, you end up disappointed. But honestly, the disappointment comes with the disappointment that they feel within themselves. If you understand what I mean. And it's also not really you choosing a partner. You know, when you're trying to fill a void, it impacts the type of partner a person chooses. You know, the whole authentic person, you know, it's that's, that's not really that person. Like, making those choices. Because your lonely self chooses rather than your authentic self. So you look for more surface level traits because the relationship is just meant to be temporary. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not looking into the future. Like, it's easy to overlook major differences or red flags that will clearly be a problem down the line if all you're concerned about is not feeling lonely today, you know? If we're thinking of filling a void, we think, what would just fix the here and now? Rather than thinking about longevity, rather than thinking about stability and long-term potential. You understand what I'm saying? And that makes you rush into things in terms of dating patterns that come up when you're trying to, when you're, when you're finding a relationship to fill a void, moving quickly rather than taking time to get to know the other person is a big one. You know, you're thinking more about the idea of a person rather than who they really are. And it's easy to project whatever you want to see onto someone when you're just looking for an idea, not an individual. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's common for those looking for to fill a void to just go after the same type over and over again or their idea of that type. And fear dominates the relationship, you know? Instability and codependency play big roles in these relationships as well. Like, I need to emphasize that. For the person typically trying to fill a void, it's out of fear of spending time alone with just themselves. Trying to avoid loneliness at all costs puts a lot of pressure on a relationship. And... That just ties into what I was saying about um, about using sex to fill a void, especially if it's to fill an emotional void. Like, that's not healthy at all. Like, at all. Like, you know, extreme clinginess and sexual dependency might be mistaken for love and lust in the early stages of a new relationship. But over time, these behaviors are more accurately interpreted. And I see you for who you are, you know, because... To be wanted and desired makes everyone feel special, right? But you seem to have people in these situations become reliant on sexual endorsement. That daily intercourse is the only way you can form, like you can confirm your partner's affection for you. Like, because you already seem to have what would constitute as a very healthy and active sex life, right? But sex, like without like, 72 hours without sex leaves you feeling insecure and that's terrible especially because your partner is struggling to understand your anxiety because it's like besides tying sex up in so many emotional knots it's it's simply setting yourself up for rejection you know because after all if sex equates to being loved then not wanting sex must equate to not being loved you know because you do at least, you know, seem to recognize that you're emotional, you're fragile, you know, and maybe it is irrational. And although you don't say so, I suspect that the issue has become more extreme since you've been in a relationship, you know. 
it's crazy because in early life experiences, especially like, you know, how well loved we felt often becomes a template by which we measure our self-worth, especially as adults. And um, that's an issue. That's definitely an issue. Like, we need to focus. We need to focus. Like, sex is not everything. And it's crazy because um, I have went without sex with being with somebody. And... It's crazy. Like, say, for instance, you are, that person is used to you being very sexually active with them. Once you make that switch, that partner tends to look at you differently. Because it's like, what was the change? What's the sudden switch? You love sex with me. At least I assume. Why are we having it anymore? And it's crazy because it's like, the person is not even interpreting in the way where it's like, oh my gosh, I want to have sex. Why this person doesn't want to have sex with me? But it's more so um, them evaluating themselves, trying to realize, like, see if they, oh, did I do something wrong? Or is 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 this person not attracted to me anymore? Um, do they not want to be with me anymore? Are they cheating? Like, why aren't you having sex with me? When sometimes people don't realize that sex connects to, like, it intertwines with certain, with certain experiences that you don't want to endure right now. Like, there's a lot of times people are going through certain traumas where they're just like, I don't, I'm, I don't have the urge to have sex. You know what I'm saying? Some people are maybe on a different type of timing, seeing things differently, so they're they don't even get horny. You know what I'm saying? So, sometimes you got to look at it in another another point of view. And, uh, yeah, like, you just got to look at it another way. Because, especially, like, like I said, using sex to fill an emotional void is not healthy. So, needless to say, you know, obsessive compulsive neediness is not a terribly attractive attribute. So, and, it, like... The unfortunate consequence of demanding too much from one person is that it often leads to rejection, as I said. So when this happens, you know, insecurity becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, it's a vicious cycle, but it's one that you can change simply by becoming more self-aware. And I think therapy would help you enormously. Like if you are in this situation where you are using sex as a tool as a way to get out of certain situations as a way to just forget things you need therapy like especially if you're not even having a lot of sex with one person you're having a lot of sex with multiple partners that is very alarming and um yeah, especially when you're not even using it to fill an emotional void. Like, you just like having a lot of sex. You should go to therapy and see if you're a sex addict. Like, <laughs> I'm not even playing. Like, it's it's alarming. It's really alarming. You know, you could search up for a therapist who specializes in anxiety. You know, mindfulness would help you to quiet the negative mental chatter in your head and you should also maybe read um this book called attached the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love 
you know like you just need to talk to especially just last but not least talk to your partner talk to whoever you are sexually active with have a conversation with them and about your feelings of insecurity and what you think it might stem from because you know with sharing this information you could give your partner permission to just give a just give a solid no to your demands and they could reasonably you know that they can't that they can't meet you know and by acknowledging that your sexual appetite is actually a hunger for emotional intimacy you can begin to change the behavior that is putting pressure on your relationship and y'all could either you know he could realize like or she could realize that she it's not that something that they want and either take a step back or they could willingly you know want to assist you or want to be there for you and help you during this journey so yeah like it's all about just speaking up and acknowledging what's already there because I realized that a lot of people do evaluate what they're feeling. It's just that you guys don't want to say it out loud. I don't know if it's because you guys are feeling embarrassed or whatever the case may be, but you just got to be honest and true to not only yourself, but you got to realize that you're involving somebody else. You're putting somebody else's heart in jeopardy. Like, using people to fill a void is you're using them you know especially when you don't really give a fuck like you just don't want to be alone you're out here having a lot of sex with this person just because you just want sex and you're calling it a boyfriend girlfriend relationship that's not okay that's not okay at all like that's really mad grimy so um yeah uh have have these conversations don't be embarrassed i'd rather you be true and honest and keep it all honey so nobody gets hurt in comparison to you just fronting the whole time and reeling this person on letting them think that it's something it is and when it really isn't and you guys don't understand how that puts your safety in danger when you're putting other people's hearts on the line you don't under you don't know how people will react to certain things Somebody could get really angry and want to hurt you physically or worse, hurt somebody else you love. You may never know. People are really crazy nowadays. I've seen some crazy shit. We all seen the news. We all seen certain articles come up where somebody retaliated. Even in fucking high school, you could ask, somebody could ask you on a date to prom. You say no, they can kill you. Like, you just don't know people, like what certain things will make somebody react you know what i'm saying so if you let somebody know like hey i've been playing you this whole time or they found out on their own you may never know how they're going to react and it could be really for the worse so for not only other people's safety your own keep it on honey or if you're just going through shit just stay by your fucking self like being lonely is not it's not the worst thing like being by yourself is not the worst thing that can happen I've seen people feel so fucking alone in a in a room full of people. I promise you, being by yourself and, and learning yourself and working through your traumas and whatever emotional shit you're going through, that, that's why you're making this void, like you're using shit to fill in this void. Sit down in your room by your fucking self, cut off everybody that you talk to and work on that by yourself. It's not it's not the worst thing, I promise you. You're not gonna die. You're not. People are just so afraid to just be themselves, be by themselves. Like, it's not the worst thing that can happen to you. I promise. Shit, death is not even the worst thing that can happen to you. There are fates worse than death. 
So y'all can get through it. You just got to be strong enough and you got to want it enough as well. Like you can't, you can't wait until somebody's literally in front of you telling you like, yo, I can't do this shit with you no more for you to, for you to make a, for you to make the switch, for you to make a change. You got to want it for yourself. Somebody should have put a gun to your head for you to make that change. Like, come on. We are too grown. Not even just that we're too grown because age don't even got shit to do anything. It's the fact that too much shit goes on in this world for you to just create problems for yourself. You know what I'm saying? There's too much shit going on for you to voluntarily put yourself in this hole. So, want more for yourself. Do better. Go to therapy. Take the initiative. Like, I just want more for my kings and queens. So, with that being said, it's the end of this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, next episode is airing next Monday. So, stay tuned for that. I don't know what's going to be on. So, I never really know. I just go off however I'm feeling or whatever the the audience wants so with that being said stay up like lips never pass that ass